We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Thursday, February 15th. We'll be taking a look at the NHL big uh, 12 game uh, NHL slate tonight. There's also three NBA games. Uh, they're, they're going on a little bit later. Uh, there won't be any Grinders live tonight, but there will be a crunch time. So that's at 8 o'clock Eastern. So check that out later on the channel. Hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Give me the likey likes. Give me the, the the subscribes if you're new here. Give me the, the notification bell. So always know when we go live, joined by the resident, the, the, the best Canadian on the team. I think, are, are you the only Canadian on the Road of Grinders team? Are there other Canadians? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm never sure where anyone else is from. But TJ, are you the sole Canadian on the Road of Grinders team? We got our guy, the reason why all of us are so good at NHL DFS, Moneyball, Dane here in chat. Oh, Dane! Oh, okay. Oh, as well. right. So, okay. uh, I, as much as I've been absolutely crushing 
NHL DFS this year. Like I think as soon as the Roto Grinders uh, rankings update, I'm going to be really high because I'm at 38 right now. And the last time, uh, and and like it hasn't updated since I've won like three GPPs and have like seven top 10 finishes. So I think it's going to be really high. But the reason why I'm able to do that in NHL DFS is uh, our guy, Dane, the whole Roto-Grinders projection team, Tim, uh, and uh, of course, all the wonderful experts in the Discord. So um, just able to, you know, take the regular DFS knowledge and apply it to NHL because of the great projection team we have. Right. And you do better. We were talking right before the show. You like the small slates. I like the big slates. So that's why you play a, you play a lot more often actually than I do. Because typically I'm playing NHL Tuesdays and Thursdays because this is when we get these large 12 game slates. I don't want to have to, I don't I don't want to have to necessarily think about you know all the game theory. The thing about these large slates is that oftentimes I've I've done I, I posted this in the Discord uh yesterday, the day before, and definitely join our NHL Discord. It's the probably the best Discord channel in all of DFS. So uh click on uh, the link wherever on the site, rotogrinders.com slash discord join there's all the news in there we'll be talking about that today there's a lot of moving parts today so uh, we we i'm not sure about value here until we get some a little bit more clarity on some situations today but one thing that i notice uh in studying because i download the csvs of all the contests especially the large field contests as well as some of the smaller field ones like the 222 and stuff like that uh often on the large slates it seems counterproductive, but uh, people don't play the good teams enough, right? You would think that a lot of times we see in, in in many other sports that people just overvalue. In baseball, we'll see that often. That baseball, you know, the Braves will be way overowned, or the whatever Coors game is way overowned. Uh, a lot of times in hockey, uh, we we saw the other day when with the the guys from Toronto out and everything that you know you get the yeah. They're chalky. They're 15%. And it's like, well, they probably should be 25%. Like, even though it is a large slate, I mean, you could practically cross out half the slate most of the time on these on these large slates. Because if, like, the third line from St. Louis goes off, like, no one has them. Like, it doesn't matter as much, right? Like, the, you just have so many options. In baseball, it's much more likely that someone has a five-man stack of every team because it's much it's much more likely the contests are also larger in MLB you may be playing a contest the large field 20 30,000 entries the large field in NHL are like 5,000 entries and then once you get to the smaller fields it's like if you're thinking about like oh I'm going to play uh, Nashville's third line it's like what are you doing like yeah, you sure I guess I guess they could go off but it's unnecessary you don't have to win the contest by 80 points if that happens by being the only one with that like non-power play third line from some garbage team. Uh, so that's why a lot of times on the show, I tend to focus on what are the good spots. And looking at the Discord, we have to, the moving parts. Uh, let's talk about Toronto. Uh, Toronto, obviously in a good spot. Some of these, some of these uh, pages haven't been like completely updated yet. I know Dane Dane is like literally updated the projections like three times since since I even sat at my computer. Uh everyone's should be back for Toronto. The news that, that everyone's at the morning skate. We saw uh the other day that Marner was out. 
Uh, Tavares was out. Uh, Nylander wasn't out, but I don't think he played very well. Uh, so looking at the Toronto team, they're facing Philadelphia. Which he is a scored. Good he scored a goal. Who? Nylander. Nylander, right. But I'm just saying that the Toronto as a team. Like, yeah. Compared to, well, they, there. like, it was weird. They put up four goals, but it was, Nylander had one, and then I think the other three were the third and fourth line. Yeah, yeah. Well, McMahon, McMahon had a hat trick, and, like, no one, no one, no one's playing him. Uh, so these lines should go back to normal. So we, we see here, I mean, we don't have Tavares in right now, but he will. He's in the projections. He's just not on the starting lineups page right now. So, like, Matt Domi is going to go back to the third line, right? Or, or Robertson's going to move. So it should be normal for Toronto. And for the high end on today's slate, I mean, the two teams to target based on our projections are Toronto and Colorado. Colorado is facing... Uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, this game is maybe a decent game to target in general, just that all the pieces are kind of expensive. And one thing of note, which has not been updated on the uh, starting lineups page, but it is part of our props and pick em package, is that Nicholas Paul was not skating with the power play unit this morning, right? This is the news that this is why you need to be in the Discord, right? This is why Dane and Taylor and and uh, Tim, they post all this stuff uh, that Sorelli is actually going to be on the top, is, has been on the top line as of the end of last game. So, uh, so Dane already in the props and pick and package has posted uh, one of his expert bets uh, under half a point for Nicholas Paul at minus 150 uh, because uh, most of the time he only scores on the, on the power play. So he's not, he's not all that productive outside of that, but uh, we take a look at the starting lineups for the Tampa Bay, like playing like Sorelli at 4,100, like this whole game, like Tampa Bay, Colorado, this game could easily have eight, nine goals in it. The question is, is that it's going to be pretty hard to play Kucherov and McKinnon in your lineup as well as Rantanen and all of these guys. I mean, like no one's really cheap here. So, so TJ on the top end, meaning we're talking about the expensive kind of players, expensive type, type of lines. Uh, it seems like Toronto and Colorado are up there, and the ones that are going to be kind of left off are more like the Edmontons and the Bostons. And you're on mute. Sorry, the cat was being uh, annoying. I forgot to take it off. Um, with that being the case, and I think that will be as well, like I think – Toronto is definitely going to be my favorite here. And they are tough because, well, do I play Matthews and Marner? Do I play Nylander and, and Tavares? I've found my most success, regardless of the size of slate, with Toronto playing all four of them and then just filling out the rest of my lineup with like sub 3K players. Like that's actually how I've found the most success with Toronto to date. I don't know if that's even possible today. Let's see if I plug all four of them. No, that, that, my... that's a possibility. I think. I think you. I think you could play like Chicago, or I mean, you can have to rely on a, like a vomit stack or something. But according to our projections, uh, the the Blackhawks. I mean, from a median perspective, project decently against Pittsburgh. Uh, and uh, news is that Bedard is on his way back. I, he, I, I don't think he's going to play tonight. 
but I think he's I think he's back at practice. I mean, I saw the news in our Discord, right? That Bedard is working his way. Okay, yeah, word this morning that Blackhawks and Connor Bedard are che- checking in with doctors about the possibility of playing tonight versus Pittsburgh. We'll see what the day brings, but the good news is his return is close. So he hasn't had any contact though in practice. So like I don't know. I don't. I mean, if Bedard's back, I mean, like obviously all this value gets gets. I mean, these aren't good guys to begin with. Kurashev, Johnson, Donato, Feligno, Dickinson. Like, but these are these, but these would be like the three K guys. That yeah, it would. What I'd be looking at would be like since I like something. I need defensemen after this, but I I'd be looking at for my forwards something like a a Lars Eller and uh, um. And then a Donato in that same game, two sub three K guys, and then I would be looking to full out punt with some defensemen, and that's with Mackenzie Blackwood as goalie. So that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty gross one tonight. I don't know if I'll be able to make it happen. Um, I don't know if I'll try to make it happen, but that is typically what I like doing with Toronto, just getting access to the entire realm of forwards for that power play, and just saying like if they score four or five power play goals, that's when I'm winning a slate with this lineup. And it, it did just happen like a week ago. Um, I would probably go. I, the reason I like Tampa Bay is because I feel more comfortable fading point than I do fading Rantanen if I'm doing a stack. Um, like, so with, with Sorelli moving up there at the center position, I feel pretty comfortable with a Sorelli, Stamkos, Kucherov stack. And all of a sudden, that's not that expensive anymore. Um, and and I'm okay with like Braden Point being the guy that I leave off of there. But on the Colorado side of things, I would worry a lot more about leaving off of Rantanen. And so if I'm playing them, I would want to do a McKinnon, Rantanen, Druin, and Lekkinen. And again, that does not leave you with very much money because of how expensive uh, McKinnon and Rantanen are. It is a little bit uh, cheaper than the four Toronto player option. But that would be the route I'm looking to get both of these teams today is if like if I'm playing them for four man stacking with and and making sure I'm including the cheap the cheap options with them. Right. Well, I mean, I like Colorado because like, you know, where you know where to go. Yeah. Right. The thing about Toronto is that, you know, you play line one and line two scores. Right. And these are guys are expensive. I mean, obviously, they're all mixed together on the power play. But Colorado, you know, McKinnon, Drew, and Ranton, Lekkinen, uh, McCarr, maybe Tozer, Gerard, or something. I mean, like this. I mean, there's really not, you know, you're probably not playing Wood. You're not playing third line players. You're, I mean, even Ross Colton is, you're probably not playing either on the second power play unit. So I feel like if Colorado, if, if, if Colorado does well, like it's going to be the, it's going to be the guys that you're playing. Right. When Toronto does well, you're sitting there. I mean, look at the other day. Toronto scored four goals and Austin Matthews sitting there with three points. Right. It's like two shots. That's it. He's done. Nothing. Nothing there. So me personally, I prefer Colorado over Toronto for that purpose. But let's talk about Pittsburgh. Uh, There may be some value on Pittsburgh today because Jake Gunsel got injured. And we're not exactly sure what the lines are going to look like. But uh, Dane is leaning towards uh, the last time that, uh, you know, like when Rust was out, uh, Raquel, 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 Raquel. Uh, he moved uh, moved up to the first line. Uh, But it still will probably be Riley Smith on the power play. 
And the thing with Jake Gunsel being out is that he's he's obviously more of a shooter. Uh, this opens up a lot more shots for guys like Rust and Malkin and Smith on the power play that typically Gunsel would be the ones take like Latang. Like I think Pittsburgh uh, is, is a good value. Maybe you don't have, you know, maybe not necessarily Crosby, but I could see playing a Rusk Malkin, Riley Smith, Latang four man. Uh, the only issue that I have on a 12 game slate is that the ceiling of Pittsburgh may actually be a little bit lower. They'll project well on average. It's just that like Tim mentioned on the Tuesday show, Chicago has been playing in a way where they're just trying to limit damage and hopefully skate out of games, you know, dump and chase and, and obstruct and all that. And, you know, just slow down the game. So yeah, I can see Pittsburgh scoring three or four goals, but on a large slate, maybe that isn't that, that may not be good enough, right? That may just may not be good enough. Whether or not you get seven goals out of the Penguins today, I'm not sure. But I think at these prices, I mean, Rust is 5,700. Malkin's 5,800. Riley Smith, 3,700. Latang's 5K. You know, they have 5K defensemen that you could filter in. Uh, I don't mind taking a shot on Pittsburgh, but I think as a line, like if you're going to stack them, I think it's it's more, I, I would prefer them in smaller field contests as a stack. And as one-offs or two two-mans in large field stuff, because I don't know, I just don't see Pitt, uh, the Penguins scoring five, six, seven goals today. But it's quite possible that someone on this this power play line has has three points, gets a three point bonus, and is sitting there with you know twenty eight, thirty points at a at a price that's under six k. I think that my favorite two men would be Malkin and Smith because that one is so cheap in this one and you still do get the double power play one exposure with it. And that is arguably not even much worse of a line without uh, a Gensel there for uh, Pittsburgh's line one. My favorite stack, though, from from this game is actually the power play two. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to vomit stack with Pittsburgh. I don't want to do the line one or one, line two. I want to vomit stack because... If I'm loading up on Tampa, I'm loading up on Colorado, on Toronto, and Edmonton, they're expensive. And I can get a 2,500, a 2,500, and 2,900 player on a team that is short on forwards and is only going to be running out 14 forwards instead of 15 uh, or 16. And uh, they're all sub 3K. Um, And so Carter, Eller, and Pustinen is actually my favorite stack for the Pittsburgh side of things. So I can play them with all my expensive Tampa Bay, Colorado, and, and Toronto. Well, good luck with that. I, 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 won't, I won't be playing that. But but yeah, I, I get that anything's viable. Like I said, on a smaller slate, you wonder why you win on the smaller slates because that's much more of a smaller slate strategy. I win on them all. Ah, <laughs> uh, the smaller slates is where you play these garbage power play two units, right? Not on the well, it doesn't slate. matter because I like it's. I'm not expecting them to do something big. I'm picking them because it's like, all right, if on this lineup, if Colorado scores six goals, McKinnon has four points, Rantanen has four points. They are tough to play together. If I get one goal from that line, um, then I'm good. If, if if we get one goal from that line, uh, then I'm good. So, um, and look at that. Malkin's been playing power play too lately. Dane says in chat. 
So we can maybe even get Malkin as a good playmaker with some of those crappy guys on that second power play. So um, give me Lars Eller. He's been he's been doing well for me lately. You can get Carter or uh, or Pustin in as super duper cheap. I like it. Right. Dane even says in the chat that he wouldn't be shocked to see if they go back to Carlson for Gunsel or Latang. Like they power play one on Pittsburgh could be. I mean, it could be, you're right. It could be Carlson and Latang. It could be Carlson and Malkin. It could be, it could be Rackle and, and Carlson. It could be a lot of things. I mean, obviously I think, you know, Rust and Crosby will be on the power play one unit, but I mean, probably Riley Smith also, but I mean, they're in a good spot. I mean, they're in a good spot from an average mean perspective. I just want to just make people aware that, that I don't, I'm not convinced that there's ceiling here. Let's talk about a ceiling game. Here's what I would consider to be my favorite game on the slate. And it was my, it was my favorite game on the slate. Favorite, quote, favorite uh, on Tuesday. And I, I did, I did very well. Uh, and that's this uh, Anaheim Ottawa game. Uh, here's two teams that uh, I don't know. Can't keep the puck out of the net. Uh <laughs> So I, I have no problem going right back to uh, power uh, Ottawa power play one. Uh, just realize that they will have six defenders today, right? Although you know, I think I saw that Artem Zub may 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 actually be out again or whatever. But I mean, they I believe they should they should have six defenders. Uh, but I think Nor uh, playing playing the Norris Kachuk Giroux. And one of like and Shabbat Shabot, however you pronounce his name, I have no problem going. I know that Shabbat is uh, is up to sixty two hundred now, but uh, one thing that I do like to do is I like to pay it for defensemen, right? A lot of people try to play those three K guys that score you like three points and hopefully get you know forty point scores out of everyone else. If you could find the defenders, if you could get thirty points total out of two defender spots. I mean that puts you that, that that helps you a lot more than you think because everyone has to play two defenders. So I don't mind Ottawa. I and Anaheim. I mean, I don't mind a game stack. I don't mind playing Ottawa power play one alongside Anaheim. Any I mean, I mean, you could you could play you could play line one, you could play power play one, you could I prefer the second line. I prefer, you know, Vetrano McTavish Terry here. You can play Cam Fowler at 3,900 or, or maybe, maybe not Mitnikoff. I would only play him as a, as on a power play stack, but this, I mean, it's, it's not the cheapest game, right? This would be the type of game that you would stack and you wouldn't have Toronto. You wouldn't have Colorado. You wouldn't have Edmonton. You would, it is like mid range stuff, but Ottawa can score and Ottawa can concede. Now Anaheim is not a very good team. But at these prices, I don't want, I don't mind. Henrique, you know, playing this line one. Strom is cheap at thirty one hundred, but he doesn't have to do that much. I I I could see mixing these guys in completely. So I don't see this game being one nothing. That's that basically I'm looking at this going. I think this game may have seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven goals. Uh, let me get a piece of this. I, I, in just a matter of how do, how you set this up. That's up to you. I think it's a little bit clearer on Ottawa than it is on Anna. 
Yeah, I think it's still pretty tough for both. Um, and that's, I agree with you. I think this, this game is going to score a lot of goals. It's just about picking the right players to get it in. It's not as clear cuts as some of the other games we were talking about earlier. Um, for Ottawa, I think my favorite way to go about it would probably be a mini stack just because Shabbat and Chichurin's price have gone way up and, uh, Pinto's price has gone way up. Um, that it makes that first power play, Giroux's price has even gone up a bit. So it makes that first power play a little bit tougher to stack. The guys whose prices haven't gone up very much are Norris and Tuchuk. Um, And so those two getting first line correlation and power play correlation, I'm totally okay playing them as like a two with I, when I have a four for somebody else. Um, maybe you look at a team like Pittsburgh, if you are stacking that first or second line, you have, you'll have enough money to do a secondary stack with some decent guys. And so I think that's maybe where you go like a Norris and to Chuck, or if you're doing a four man Anaheim um, or a four man Calgary, because Calgary is a, a, a team that I think is going to look pretty good today. Their first line, um, first line correlation, power play correlation. And uh, you got Hannafin, a nice cheap, uh, strong defenseman with them too. So um say well, you're doing talk, one of those uh, TJ, let's talk about calgary because calgary are the biggest favorite on the slate yeah and but. so you got san jose on a back-to-back um and they got first line correlation with their power play um they're probably going to be looking pretty good for me it's going to depend a lot on ownership but i think we're probably going to want to get a piece of those guys because if you go four man you'd have the ability to say then i i can do a three-man ottawa stack um, and I'll probably be able to afford Shabbat with it. Or I could do something like a two-man and then get an expensive one-off from another team. I could maybe even do something like play um, McDavid and Dreisaitl together. McDavid, Dreisaitl with Bouchard. Um, something like that. So they are cheap enough where it does allow you to give, get a lot of strong secondary stacks with them. Well, I mean, Blackwood's going to be a, the chalk cheap goalkeeper today. Mm-hmm. Okay, at 6,900 facing Calgary, who is not all that efficient with their shots. Another thing about Calgary, which I'm not a big fan of, I prefer Cal- I, I prefer Calgary in large fields rather than small fields because they spread their, the time on ice amongst the top three lines are about even. So, like, like you don't you don't see many of these guys playing more than 20 minutes, right? As opposed to some other teams where you can, you, I mean, you, you may get like Kuzmenko maybe only be on the ice if 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 Calgary doesn't get many power plays. I mean, Kuzmenko will be on the ice for like 15 minutes, right? Huberdo like 14, 15 minutes. Sharanigroff, I can't pronounce he's Sharangarich or whatever his name is. I mean, 16, 17 minutes. But Backlund will be on the ice, and Kadri will be on the ice, and Coleman and Mangiapane. Like like it's very spread. It's very spread out there. there you're not paying that much for these guys. Kadri is a little, I think a little, little overpriced, but he does have a ceiling. So in, in small field contests, I'm much more likely to use these guys as one officer, two mans. And then in large field, yeah, you, then you could stack and go, I hope Cal- Calgary goes off against San Jose, especially if Blackwood's going to end up being, you know, 15 ish percent on a goalkeeper. Obviously that's a leverage situation, but even though Calgary are the biggest favorite on the slate, I don't think they're going to be that popular. I think Kuzmenko as a one-off may be double-digit owned, but I'm not sure if 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 any other guys on this team, even Hannafin, maybe Hannafin comes close 
Maybe Hannafin's 10, 12% owned. I I just don't think people don't like playing Calgary. I play Calgary more than, than, than most people. And I'm always shocked when I play Calgary and I notice how low owned they are. So I, I just don't expect them to be chalk on this slate. But because of their time on ice situation, you have a much narrow window for them to hit their ceilings. But of course, they're facing San Jose. If they go out and score six goals, I'm not shocked. I uh, just like looking at the one of my favorite things to look at for NHL is the DraftKings top stacks tool. And I do when I when I look at this year, I, I'm sorting by uh, value and Calgary probably is Calgary, Calgary. I always get made fun of for how I say it. it's a Saskatchewan thing. Um, but I think Calgary is my favorite of these value stacks. Um, like obviously Toronto's is going to adjust here. We can't really stick with Toronto as a, um, as an option unless they, Oh, that has been updated already. I just got to refresh. Um, all these are like, they're the only one here that has full correlation. You know, they're like the sixth or seventh top value team. And they're like one of the only ones with full correlation. So, um, they probably are my favorite value stack of the night. I mean, Anaheim's a little bit ahead of him. Chicago's obviously there. I mean, but these are the the average projection is lower for those for those teams. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not against Calgary. I'm just saying that that be aware, buyer beware. I mean, I said that about Montreal. I played Montreal the other day, and Montreal one did very well. I played Montreal one with the Ottawa one, and I came in what top top ten and a $44 contest with that or something. I made money. I, I made a couple hundred bucks. Uh, but yeah, I like using this uh, NHL DFS stack value uh, page, which you can get if you're a premium member here at Roto-Grinders. Get, all, get our great NHL projections, right? We have the player projections, the ownership projections, the slate summary, the expert survey. You get the stack values page. You get everything. Props and pick them package. You get everything. So click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month. Now, obviously, if you go into lineup HQ and just run 300 lineups with stack combinations, you'd end up seeing this anyway, right? You'd end up seeing, it's like, oh, why am I getting so much Anaheim 1 or Calgary 1 or Pittsburgh Power Play 1 or or Chicago Power Play I mean, the Chicago stuff is that they're just really cheap. I mean, like, they're really cheap, but it's the Blackhawks. I mean... They're, I mean, they're not much, they're not, they're probably worse than San Jose, right? And I'm not a big fan of attacking teams against Pittsburgh. I don't know. But on the high end, you can see here. Pittsburgh's on a back-to-back. You can say, you can say that at least is in their favor. Seems like, you know, Tampa Bay power play one is up here, right? Colorado, Dallas. I'm not, I'm, I'm uh, Dallas, dude. I was going to pick, I was going to suggest Dallas as the next team that I like. (laughs) Dallas pisses me off all the time. I just, I like, I I, I like that I can take either of their uh, top two lines and use them as just whichever one fits better with my team. Uh, It's like an under 6K average salary for the first line. It's an under 5K average salary for the second line. Each of those lines correlate fully together on the power play. Um, I do, I do like some Dallas as a secondary three-man stack. Right, but but you also hate Dallas because when you play line one, line two scores, and when you play line two, line one scores. 
I, I I've been pretty lucky to get them get them right more often than not when I play them actually, and so I'm feeling I'm feeling line one today. Um, I at like least, Heinz, at least Pavelski is back. Yeah, at least Pavelski's back up to line one. They 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 had Wyatt Johnston working with the line one. Like yeah. now that it's much more correlated, I'm much more likely to I don't mind. Right? It's when 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 Pavelski was playing on like the third line. By himself, and I know you have Jamie Ben there. He could always throw him into a power play. I mean, his floor is zero, but feel free to work him in if you want. But no, I don't mind. I mean, it's not like I mean, Saris did well the other day, right? I mean, I'm not scared of Nashville as a as a matchup. They're favored. Uh, then obviously on the other side, I mean, Forsberg is a one off in any lineup is always viable. Like he's one of those guys. Like I don't mind Brady Kachuk, Forsberg. These guys that could easily get the five plus shot bonus. Oh, like Forsberg always... burned me bad the other night. Well, yeah. Well, he didn't do well. I mean, that look, Austin Matthews and, and Philip Forsberg were chalky, and they both like had a combined four shots. Yeah. Right. Normally that doesn't happen. Right. So as as a one off, like I don't mind. You'll be contrary. I don't think Forsberg's going to be that owned this late at at eight k. No. No. Not at all. Because people will be playing, you play Ranton, you play Nylander over that. But what I like to do in NHL DFS is, if I'm going to play low-owned players, I'm going to play low-owned good players, not low-owned bad players, right? Very similar to basketball, right? You want to play Kevin Durant when he's low-owned. You don't want to play, you know, the, the ninth guy off the bench that is a value play because he's going to play 19 minutes and he's low-owned. Like, who cares? You want to play Another... good players in bad matchups. Speaking of good players and bad matchups, now this is a little bit of a vomit line because it's line three of a team, and I know you don't really like going to line threes on big slates, but Vancouver is who I want to look at because the Carl, Connor Garland, Philip Ronick uh, combination, it always seems like a nice little cheap two-man that projects very well. Garland at over eight fantasy points, Ronick at over eight fantasy points. Um, both of them are nice and cheap, and you can throw in Joshua if you want that it as a three-man. Um, but I do actually really like the Hronik Garland mini stack here as a way to get a piece of Vancouver in a really good matchup. Okay, I, I don't mind that as much because you're not playing line three. You're you're essentially playing a one off and a defender that's on the first pair. So like, yeah, I don't mind. Like, that's why I said if I looked at Vancouver, it's like you want a cheap one off. It's like I don't mind playing you know Garland as a one off. Right. And I actually don't hate the idea of even stacking the entirety of the power play too either. And you throw Pia Suter in there. Um, like Suter is on that first line and then also gets the second power play correlation. So that's like a, a cheap mini stack that I don't mind either. Yeah, I'm much more likely to either just play Garland. I don't see the thing about Hronik, rather the defenders, if they're I mean Hronik's gonna play 20 minutes at a defender even without Garland out yeah. there. So like 4,200 for him is no big deal for me. Like, like even if I don't play one of the, even if I don't play one of the forwards, Hronik is probably going to be one of my favorite, uh, somewhat value defensemen. Any other games that you're looking at? Obviously, this is the first look type of show. We got uh, content coming out for for premium members. We got the Discord. Obviously, moving parts. Right, with, with what's going to happen with these Pittsburgh lines. You never know. The Maple Leafs may say that someone is just still too sick to play because flu is going around in their locker room. Uh, maybe Connor Bedard makes it you know, miraculously. He's going to play tonight. We also have Arvidsson 
for Los Angeles. He's coming back. For, he's been out for, what, 50, 50 something, a long time. So he may be back. And then where does he slot in? Because he projects pretty well at 4,800 if he's going to play on the second line in the power play two unit. Uh, what are these LA lines going to look like? I'm, I mean, you could always target uh, the Devils because their goalkeeping is just so bad. Uh, but LA is also another team where good luck, good luck. I mean, Carolina's like that, where it's like if you want to target Los Angeles, the Kings, like, do they, they, any of their top three lines all play about the same amount of time? I mean, in general. So uh, good luck with that. But I don't mind. Let's see what happens with uh, with Arvidsson. Any other games or spots that, that you're looking at uh, tonight? Uh, two in particular. First one, I hate the way Boston's lines are right now. Um, they're just so spread out across the board. Having said that, I don't hate the idea of sacking up line one just because Pasternak is one of the best players in, in hockey and he's with two really cheap line mates. Um, or even just using Pasternak as a one-off, I'm totally cool with as well. Um, and Lindholm is one of my kind of, if I am stacking, I would actually probably do it with Lindholm instead of uh, McAvoy, just because Lindholm is one of the best cheap value defensemen, and he has that correlation on the power play too with the brusque anyways. The other spot I want to take a look at is Buffalo. They just came off a game where they put up, <clears throat> pardon me, they just came off a game where they put up seven goals, and now they're playing Florida, who's on a back-to-back with their backup tight with backup tight end, backup goalie. Um, that's fairly, fairly uh, enticing for me. They got the full power play one uh, first line correlation. Oposo is a really cheap salary saver. Taze Thompson's a guy that we were willing to pay eight k for earlier in the year, and now he's sixty three hundred. Um, I really like the idea of doing a Boston or a Buffalo one stack and they are so cheap that you can get Darlene with them and he's less expensive than he's been most of the season too. Um, so, uh, I, I do really like a Buffalo power play one line one stack here quite a bit. Okay. TJ, any other content do you have coming out? Uh, prize picks underdog. I know NBA, we got uh, only a few games tonight and then we're kind of on break. Right. I'll be back tomorrow for, for MMA stuff, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, there won't be a show. Uh, so TJ, is this kind of, uh, are, are you, I, is this your vacation time or, or, or will you actually, you know, have some stuff out over, over the next couple of days? All you know, still- NBA all-star DFS content. Maybe. I don't know if I'll be doing any NBA all-star DFS content. I'll probably just be relaxing this weekend, but I do still have some stuff coming out in the meantime. Um, I started for uh, for the, can I say the SB yet? Or do we still have to call it the big game? This isn't sponsored by FanDuel. I think I can, no, you can just call say it the Super Bowl. Yeah, so for this, I had a really fun article for the Super Bowl where it was how to 100x your entry fees on prize picks. Basically, like how to find like a same game parlay level of value. Um, and that's what I decided to go for. And so props and pick them, DFS pick them over on prize picks, how to 100x your entry fees. And I'm going to start doing that weekly now for NBA as well. Um, and so I will still be doing a regular NBA price fix article today in addition to how to 100 extra entry fees. And so I'm picking some of the demon plays, going to put them together to uh, find ways to 100x so you can bet five bucks, win 500. Obviously, this is going to be fairly long shot things, but we were very close to it hitting on the Super Bowl. And I'm fairly confident that we can definitely 
get maybe one of these every every 10 days type of thing. And so though, I think they're going to be some strong ROI and they, they did really well on Google too. So I'm going to have some how to hundred X your entry fees on prize picks as well as a normal NBA prize picks article. Um, but from a DFS standpoint today, it's mainly going to be an NHL day for me today because we got some beautiful contests. We got a nice 12 game slate. Uh, I'm excited to dive into it. I'm scared of the demons and goblins. I see them on my screen. I go, I don't want these red and blue things, right? But we have the pre- We do have the pick'em tool here at Roto Grinders. The prop, the prop model, top twenty. That's part of our props and pick'em package. If if you don't want to play DFS and you just want to use our projections for props and pick'em, you can just get that package by, right by itself. It's much cheaper. I suggest you get everything. I suggest you get the the the, the statistical projections. You can download them via CSV and do any anything you want with them, right? That's what I do. So, so join us here at Roto Grinders as a premium member by clicking on the link in the description, getting 10 bucks off your first month. I'll be back tomorrow with Score Patrol. We have UFC 298 on Saturday. So we're taking a look at the DFS contests on DraftKings for that. Uh, you know, I, I still have to put my sheet together for that. And, uh, and yeah, and then we'll be off for, for a couple of days. We'll be back next Thursday when NBA resumes. So. Enjoy your all-star break and, uh, and, and, you know, catch up on things that you should be catching up on. Take, have some nice relaxation. I'm see TJ Saturday. There's still soccer. So like to me, the Saturday, Saturday is normal for me. Right? Soccer, then MMA, then Sunday, this pro- I'll probably play some soccer. And then Monday to then Tuesday's champions league. So it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting as much of a break as, uh, as some of you other guys are. I'll be, uh, I'll still be playing. Like I want to have content, but I'll still be playing NHL DFS all of those days. Like Friday, we only have a one game NHL slate, but Saturday is a good slate. Uh, Sunday, there's still some uh, hockey as well. So I'll play, I'll play through that, and I'll play MMA on my, on on Saturday because I will be uh, producing that uh, Crunch Time show as well. With uh, is that are, are you on again for this one? Is it me? Is it no, me? No, you Liam, and, uh, no, Squirrels back. Or is uh, oh, is Liam on it? I'm not, I, I know I'm not. Mike on. and Liam. Mike and Liam. Yeah. So I'll be producing uh, that show on Saturday with Mike and Liam. Okay, doke. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Give me those likey likes. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here, and hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. So I'm here for you Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pick 'em on Roto Grinders today. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.